What's up, everybody? This is Jared from Echo Blades, and you're listening to the Triple T Podcast for Knife Makers. As always, I have my co-host, Dennis Terrell from Terrell Knife Works. How the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Had a great weekend. Very productive. What about you? What'd you do all weekend? Yeah, I actually had a weekend in the shop. I'm fired up from getting something done rather than nothing, so... It was good. 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 Yeah. What was the something? Come on. To keep me oh, in <laughs> Well, shit. So today I had uh, my buddy Derek from uh, Miles Knife and Tool. Guys, go check him out. Newer maker. Um, good dude. Solid dude. Uh, he came over and he wanted to heat treat some um, AVL knives for the first time. So... I got to uh, do that with him, and we tried out the rapid quench oh, system. Yeah. Uh, that was its maiden voyage, and uh, really cool. Um, still got a lot to learn with using it because uh, it still gets hot as shit, <laughs> even though the air is blowing out. You know, I think we I did too many knives too fast in a row. Um, but, and then when we put it together, I had a little bit of a, uh, like a flop of the plate on what side of the vice that it goes on, uh, the way we mounted it, we had to replace some screws, uh, for a little more depth or longer, I should say. And, um, something went wrong. So one of the play, I think the, we stripped the threads on there. Anyways, it came loose. It wasn't a catastrophe because, uh everything got back in place and we were able to continue on heat treating, but, um, lessons learned experiences, stories to tell. That's what it's all about. <laughs> so between, I, I don't know, besides what Brian showed us in the shop, I don't know a ton about those. Like I know you put the air on while you got the blade in them. Um, between blades, do you, are you supposed to run the air through them to cool them down? Like, is there a uh, video on this to how to use them? No, I, I'm not aware of one, um, but my compressor was uh, all day long <laughs> the whole time we were doing it. It it definitely took it to the capacity, um, but it's still, I mean, we were heat gunning it in the first couple. It stayed somewhere around 70, 80 degrees, and then it kind of started getting uh, warm. Hmm. So I did a little bit of both. I put some ice on them. I left the air running for a while. I switched to my other, my old um, quench plate system to kind of break it up a little bit. But cool, yeah, it, it definitely, it yeah, it, yeah, we got them done, and it, it definitely, uh, it's a lot easier than just getting the uh, the old air hose out and blowing it on there. So nice. How many? How many cool. total knives did you do? We did eight. Eight. Yeah. Nice. And uh, I figured out that I, I never want to use the foil packets uh, again. So, <laughs> Caldora, here I come. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Condursal. Same thing. 
Yeah. The hell? <laughs> you got one letter right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll forever be Condura. Whatever the hell Condura is. <laughs> oh. oh, well, that's good. Good. Um, I taught a class all weekend, which was a, a great class. Uh, I got to say, um, it was um, first time I've taught a class for a woman, and she did great. Like, I think the knife that came out of this class, and uh, her husband has already taken a class with me, so he, he might be listening, so don't take this the wrong way, but I think that knife that she made is the best one to come out of a class that I've done. Boom. Boom. Like, <laughs> mic drop. It was, she She really got the, I learned a few things today, meaning how to teach. Like, it's great because it's going to be in my upcoming video when I do grinding on the beginner series knife. We'll talk about that in a bit. But um, I saw the light go on in her face when she was doing the grinding. And if I show you the knife, I don't have it, obviously, but the the grinds are awesome. That's cool. For someone who has never ground a knife before, the edge was probably at maybe maybe 20 thousandths thick. That's awesome. The whole blade. And That's the, awesome. no facet. Like, I was, like, blown away. Uh, but there's some tips that... Um, you know, things that I thought to, to tell her while she was doing it, because I could see her doing a mistake and then see her reaction and and her success was very rewarding for me today. So, I was so she really, was able really to, like, receive how you the corrections yeah. and apply them. And exactly. That's what That's like cool. I, I'm like, I saw her go up to the the belt on like a very steep angle, like she was going to put another facet in the blade. And I said, no, no, don't do this. Um, and I basically told her, you know, this is where she's, whatever, she's going right to left or she's using her left hand. So with her thumb and I'm like, okay, push, push with your thumb and then let go with the other hand. Cause she kept on wanting to tilt the blade into the grinder. Mm. So I said, Put the blade on the against the belt, let go, so you're only pushing in the center with your thumb. It has no choice but to be on that flat facet. And then pick up the blade with two fingers and then pull it along. And you'll make no pressure. And that just, and I could see her do it. I could see her let go with her hand and then pick it up again and then slide it. And it was phenomenal. Uh, watching her do it, and it was it was cool. I was very happy. It was a really good looking blade. It's probably because she didn't give a shit. She just was doing it. You know, yeah. I think no nerves. You know, maybe she just you know no apprehension. No, just whatever happens happens, and then yeah, boom. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, it was it was it was fun weekend. So uh, and she was done early. Um, you know, we we even made a leather sheath. Like that's how quickly she went through the class. We had time to do a leather sheath for a knife, so that doesn't happen very often. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of leather sheaths, I got um I had forgot, but I had ordered some leather, um, I think an eight to ten ounce or something. I was talking to you about it, and um it came and I just put it over to the side because leather's something that we did that one time 
and I ended up selling that knife with the sheath. Mm-hmm. So my example is gone because <laughs> like i i don't know i learned a lot by having something that i've done whether it's phenomenal or really shitty like i can remember the process remember yep. the little things the steps and everything but when it's gone my my retention is whoop. so um but uh derek ended up bringing me some leather uh himself which is really cool thank you so much that was awesome um, and a couple other cool little, uh, things, a little, um, I'm not going to be able to describe this, but a, uh, like a little holder for the, um, the tooling things, the, Oh, really? Stamps. Yeah. So it's got its own little, uh, oh, shit. it's got its own little, uh, holder, you know, so each individual one goes in there. That was pretty cool. Um, and then we, um, at the end we were waiting for, because our my cryo is to stick the knives in the freezer, and the um, shit, it's gone. I think someone's behind me. <laughs> Hi, Jared. Yeah, Jared Junior. <laughs> um, so okay, so we were doing the, the the thing. We had some time to kill while the knives were in my my cryo, my doer, aka freezer. <laughs> Your poor man doer. <laughs> yeah, the poor man doer. And um, so I've been thinking about and talking about doing a prototype for the um, the Intrepid, and I want to do one for the uh, thicker clipper that I got. So we messed around and, uh, Derek's done some really good leather work and, um, he kind of just, we just laid it out and did a little prototype and, you know, no stitching, no dyeing, no, no glue, no nothing. Oh, you did it with rivets with, uh, Chicago screws. Oh, okay, cool. Cause the, uh, the eyelets I have for Kydex weren't tall enough, but, um, I was able to put the little, uh, um, ulti clip on there and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to mess around with it and see it and go. But Did you burnish the edge too? Tried it very, very quickly. I mean, we did it. We just threw it together real quick. But that's why I was saying like everything that we did, all the processes and shit started coming coming back to me. And then I realized why it, it, it's cool. And then it's not cool because there's a lot of shit you got to do. <laughs> and we I didn't gotta... die. Like I said, we didn't die it or anything. So, you know, no cement. So all those kind of steps were just like going in and out, you know, and I'm like, yeah. shit, I got, I got a lot to learn there. I, I got to make another sheath for a buddy, um, this week. So, you know, maybe if we hook up, you can watch that one. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm into that. Cause cool, uh, cool. mega fuck ton of leather. I feel like right now <laughs> from what I bought and what he gave me. So yeah, I, actually, to mess up. <clears throat> I had of a double shoulder that I ordered that, uh, I realized today it was the first time I cut into it. So I got to shit ton of leather too so nice yeah question for you yeah we're heat treating the aebl Mm -hmm. so i have everything programmed into my even heat the the tap controller is it necessary to normalize that like i've been going back and forth uh, yeah, like the normalize and kneel it. Yeah, like I, I keep going back and forth because for stock removal, you know, 
it's kind of necessary. I mean, the way I understand it from my time with um, the interwebs and Mr. Dr. Laren is that, you know, when you anneal it, you increase its hardenability uh, through yeah. that process, but there's no grain refinement or thermal cycle no. needed, right? Well, here's the deal. So uh, in the, the AEBL that I got from, and I don't think it matters where you get it, but last time I got it from Lawrence, when I was, the video, I was testing the condersal. So Condor. I just, con <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> dickhead. Um, I, 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 that recording that took me forever because I actually thought I would shortcut it, not do the annealment. And then when I tested the, with condersal, with foil, I was getting radically different measurements. And I think it was because it wasn't, in, what, one of the factors was it wasn't annealed. Um, and after I annealed it first, I was getting much more consistent readings on the HRC. So now I'm of a mind of, I'm always going to anneal them. And now, especially when I have like water jet blanks, when I have some free time, I just throw, you know, three or four of them, whatever in the oven and after the condersal, anneal them set them aside, put them in a pile, and I just write on them annealed. Uh, so I'm just now in a habit of doing that so that they don't... I've got them all annealed, and I don't have to worry about it. That is very efficient, Mr. Tyrell. Hey, try to be. That is very efficient. I wish I had that ability to forward think that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I only say that because, you know, uh dude came over and we were... You know, going to heat treat. I had a bunch, I had some things that I wanted to do as well, but I didn't really think about it. That shit takes a long time. Yeah, for AEBL, it's not. It's a it's a while. And that whole you, process. And the nice thing is for the annealment, you can put like eight or ten of them in there. You don't need. So I do a whole batch of like annealing because you don't need to put it in the. You know, you're not putting them in the the plates or anything like that. So anneal all the ones that you have. If again, I'm because I got a bunch of water jet, right? I'll anneal right. all the ones that I have in one batch. Yeah. So I don't have to screw with it later. I know they're done. Then I'll I'll be ready. Yeah. <laughs> think ahead, Jared. Think ahead. I tried. I tried. <laughs> and that you know what else I didn't think about was trying to pull eight packets out and hang them in midair. <laughs> with like an anti-gravity room because i didn't have clamps and like places it was a fucking <laughs> it was fun uh, i enjoyed it <laughs> uh we yeah that's what... rubber off of clamps and shit to you know pinch the foils and uh, it, was, it was interesting and that's why i'm I'm a big fan of the condersal because all my knives have holes in them anyway um yeah. so then i can just hang them anywhere i hang them on the little hooks uh it's a lot easier and um now with the um instead of using foil on the little edcs i can heat treat two of those at the same time because they don't take up room in the in i could almost do three in the plates because there's oh, no shit. foil like, taken talking about there's no you, foil yeah. taking up extra room right so you could just slide three of them in there and then heat treat them that's yeah it's just yeah we were I had to phone a friend about trying to heat treat two in a pack and we were, I was discussing, um, 
you know, they should be identical if you're going to put them in the pack together, hey, right? Why? Why? Well, because if they hang over, you get, you know, some oh warp, you get, you know, just, I mean, it's just yeah, like, it's... You mean the consistency. length. Like, they don't need to be identical knives. You just mean they need to be about the I same length. I think they should be identical knives. But, yeah, I mean, closer to, you know, the same. But, again, your uh, preferences, processes to each his own type of thing. But um, I couldn't convince myself that that was a good thing to try. Um because he's just there to try to get them done. But yeah, the whole foil package and trying to get the right size fucking pack, dude. My God. It takes forever to fold those things. And Uh, not to mention the razor blade that is the edge of those foil packs. And I've heard, you know, I've heard Fader talk about it. He doesn't mind it. I'm like, I fucking hate it. I hate doing those foil packs and you're not supposed to reuse them because they break down and all that's, you know, so you're making a new one for every blade. I'm like, that's bullshit. The condersal takes a quarter, not even like a, a tenth of the time, because I could just use a heat gun and uh, and dry it off. So it's very economical and quick. You know, yeah, your shop no. your shop does smell like paint fumes for days, but um, uh, that's all I get these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's your entertainment? That's my entertainment, yeah. Get a little fuzzy. (laughs) Oh. Uh, That's good. Uh, So before we go on, I want to send out a couple, again, a couple of big thank yous. Um, Absolutely. All of the, it is astounding to me the feedback and the mentions of our podcast that we've had. So Hustle and Grind full blast like two episodes jeff has called us out and and told people to listen i'm super thankful uh jared just about had a conniption after hearing his name on knife talk for Uh, real um forge side chat wfi i'm sure i'm forgetting some others but um thank you everybody for uh you know giving us some love and um it's been amazing. I can't believe absolutely. it. Absolutely. 100%. Just absolutely overwhelmed. Super grateful. Um, it's awesome to have, you know, the great, the good feedback, but just the support, you know, to feel like there's guys in your corner because I swear I never woke up and thought I'd be sitting here talking and having other people listen to me. So, and to hear my fucking full name. <laughs> is weird guys it's fucking weird and i don't know if i'll get used to it but jared sandoval i'm like whoa am i going to the fucking principal's office or something you know like i feel like i'm in trouble but it's it's super yeah that's cool. when your mom calls you when you use, uses your full name you know you're in trouble yeah but i'm like i'm used to you know hey a jared from echo blades here and there you know but uh yeah it's it's been really awesome awesome yeah yeah, e- even having uh, well, who is it? Noah busted my balls about how complicated the email was, uh, which yeah, I, I mean, agree. I <laughs> I agree. Noah, <laughs> I said the same shit. <laughs> okay, we're ditching the email, and my boy Jared here has created an IG account because I refuse to. So he is going to be the master of the IG account. So tell everybody what the podcast Instagram account is. Well, if I could remember it, that would be awesome. But no, it's a uh, the dot triple T podcast on nice. IG. So um, I haven't pushed it out yet 
um, but I will. Shit, <laughs> just from creating it, we got a few followers already. So, um, but yeah, that's where we'll make it easy for the rest of the world uh, to, you know, talk instead of trying to pull out your uh, Enigma deciphering code. To <laughs> <the> fucking email. <laughs> oh man! Shit. Now, now people are going to go to the show notes and look up the email and start sending us hate mail. I sure hope they will, because that would be awesome. <laughs> Because if they do, then they would have found the U-boat. Because <laughs> that shit was... <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right, fine. Um, so what... Uh, oh, uh, so we got to mention Blade Show Texas, even though neither of us went. Um, yeah. The, a, a little bit of FOMO, a little bit. I'm seeing all the pictures, wishing I would have gone, but knowing... I couldn't. I didn't really want to spend the money to go this year. Um, for me, this was a thing that I used to do with my son. The last two years, I would take Parker to Blade Show Texas. So some of you have met my son Parker. This year, Parker's coming to Atlanta. Um, so um, I kind of thought maybe I'll save some money and not go to Texas. But some of, some FOMO did kick in. I'll be honest. <laughs> Yeah, no, it looked like a, a good time. I totally meant to put a post out wishing everybody good luck and all our boys out there doing their thing. Um, it looked great. Um, I've never been to the show. Um, it's the only one that I haven't been to, but I hear it's 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 a really good show. It's a good time. Um, so I'm hoping everybody killed it and uh, maybe next year. Yeah, it is a good show. And there's, um, you know, Texas. A lot of good old boys in Texas, a lot of the masters in Texas, and a lot of um, a lot of people go to that show. Um, there was, I, I think, like the Utah show. Yeah, there was a couple master smiths, but there was a there's a shit ton of master smiths at uh, the Texas show every year. So um, if you're gonna if you're thinking about testing for journeyman and you want to show people knives, that's a great show to go to. Because you go there, show people knives, you still got four months to fix up all the screw-ups in your knives or make new knives before Blade Show Atlanta. Right. So that's always my advice to people is go to Blade Texas to get feedback. Oh, good tip. Good tip. It's I'm, I'm kind of bummed because I'll be in the Fort Worth, Dallas area in, I think, three weeks. So I just missed it for work. Yeah. And I'll be there for a week and, but whatever, tough shit. There's, I love that. There's a little downtown area, which is like a block, two blocks from, uh, from where the convention center is. And it's one of those, um, it's a section of the road that you can't, you can't drive cars on. It's like just walking only and, um, really cool. Uh, maybe it was just closed that, that. No, I don't remember. No, I think it is close to traffic. Um, but it's cool, though. They have bands out there. We were sitting out there at night having a, a drink or some food, and there was band playing. It was really cool. Yeah, that's a. I sent uh, some of my guys from work for training. Our, our um, AFSA facility is out there. And um, so I've got a couple of uh, scouting reports for things to go check out when, uh, when I go in a couple weeks. So I'm stoked. Nice. Cool, cool. Um, so what else is going on? What I got uh, another random question. Oh, yeah? Yep. So I was 
messing around on uh, the interwebs, Facebook, and on the that big account. I can't. I never remember. Beginner bladesmiths or bladesmithing for beginners. For beginners? Yeah, 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 that one. Um, and somebody asked if they should heat up gator piss and ferric. I've heard that. And, I don't do it. But I've heard, I've seen people do it, and, I, and it will etch faster. That's just science, right? It, it will etch faster if you heat it up. Okay. I don't do it because it seems like a pain in the ass to me. Because um, you'd have to put it on like like a heating element somehow, or I, I don't know. It just seems complicated to me to be heated up. Um, I guess you could put a... Put something in the oven and yeah, immerse it or something like that. But I don't know. goes fast enough without doing it. But if you want it to go faster, I guess you could heat it. And I have seen posts of people that do. Yeah, I just could. I've never seen it. And, you know, I was like, maybe I should tell this. And then I started reading the comments. I was like, oh, I'm a dumbass because I don't know anything about this. Uh, Uh, I've well-known makers saying that that's part of their process. And I was like, hmm, well, I never thought of it. I just put the, the bubbler in now. Since you know yeah. I'm a fucking expert because I just found out what an oxide was last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I guess you could get a little hot plate. Like what I want to get, especially for videos, which I can't believe it's this many years I haven't gotten one, is a clear cylinder so that you can see it, right? Um, yeah. Just for videos and stuff. But I have seen people take like a six inch, four inch, whatever, um, like a flower vase or something like that, a vase. I'll send um, you a link. <laughs> and put it on a little hot plate and heat it. And even oh, okay. take one of those little spinny things that the scientists use, they drop on the bottom, it spins around, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And uh, and heat it at the same time. And, <laughs> and creates a little whirlpool at the top, a little cool effect. Um, okay. Yeah, be good for videos, but uh, oh, there's something I, that you can like a, a clear tube that has a heating element in it that you he you could put in. Oh to yeah, heat shit up too. I've seen, I've heard uh, when I was looking to uh, find a way to heat the um, the quench oil, and then I that would like, work. Yeah, it's, it's like a cool uh, aquarium heater, kind something of like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Who knew aquarium oh. shit's all good for? <laughs> knife making i use the aquarium <laughs> bubbler for my for the yeah uh, i i use one of those submersible pumps when i do the water quenched water cooled quench plates Ooh, oh yeah, go ahead. so um uh yeah so i gotta tell you you know another piece of fomo so uh be you know because jared had one I had to order an induction mm-hmm. forge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it comes tomorrow. <laughs> you can't ever just let me be. <laughs> um, oh, that's awesome. Because we were we were talking about it a while ago, and to to be fair, remember I told you I asked Chris for the Chris Powell for the link um, about a week ago, and then you told me that you bought one. And, um, so, uh, have you, have we talked about it on here that you bought one? You were thinking of, yeah, you, you, yeah, we said that last, last, yeah, last yeah, week, last yeah, week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so literally, I guess it was Friday night. I'm lying in bed. I can't sleep and I want an induction forge and I'm trying to like 
I think I'm like dreaming up a uh, literally dreaming up a an excuse for myself to buy one. And then I think, you know, wait a second. It gets so hot here in the summer. I can't teach classes. Got like I'm literally just not planning on teaching any classes between July and September because no one in their right mind wants to stand in front of a forge when it's a hundred degrees outside, like no one's going to know. Everyone is going to be hating life in that course. And then I thought, man, if I get an induction forge, I can close the shop door, turn the air conditioning on. And <laughs> Jared's pointing at himself, like taking all the credit here. Um, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> um, I could close the door, use the induction forge for the class of course, yes, they're not gonna they're not gonna learn about you know using an actual forge. Okay, tough cookies. If you want to learn that, come back in October. Um, but at least I'll be able to teach classes in the summer. And that was like the epiphany. The next morning, I woke up and I'm like, screw it, I'm buying the I'm buying the uh, the induction forge. And yeah. by the way, I did buy the chiller already. It's coming Tuesday. <laughs> well, we can't all be like Mr. Tyrell here. All right? <laughs> mine's still in the box it'll be there for a while i gotta Uh, wheel and deal on the on the chiller portion but yeah yeah, so it was funny i put a post out of the box and did the uh the old sevens thing what's in the box what's in the box (laughs) and uh i can't remember i think it was uh i'm not i'm so bad uh luke crafty man he was like we all we listen to the podcast, dude. We know what's in the box. <laughs> and You're I was not like, fooling anybody. I was like, "That's fucking awesome, man. That's that's really cool." I was trying to surprise people, but yeah. Um, well, cool. Cool. I, I, I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know. I I got some, now. I I had the problem. I guess. I guess a month and a half ago, I was starting to like run out of ideas for triple T's videos. Now they're racking up. Now I got too many and I can't get them out fast enough because I still got to do some videos on the lathe because they gave me a deal on that lathe. And I feel like I got to do some videos on the lathe. I got to do this one. I got it's now I have the beginner series racking up. So, so, uh, yeah. Well, those are, those are good things. Yeah, exactly. They're good things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. So, Hey, I got a topic. Um, I'm going to steal some, borrow some thunder from uh, a lot of, a lot of the knife making podcasts have been talking about what, what is art? What's considered art? And the first one I heard it chronologically was on fire and steel. And they were talking about what is, um, sorry, it wasn't, um, who was it? Shit. It wasn't fire and steel. Um, now I forget. Was it hustle and grind? Anyway, now I forget. I think it was it, it was um, Fire and Steel. They had somebody on, and they were asking about um, what is is knife making considered an art? Is it artwork? Can knives can be considered artwork? And then Jeff Fader has his opinion. Jeff, I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> Get ready, buckle up. Hot take. Um, hot take. <laughs> Ladies and I'm, gentlemen, the hot take from Dennis Terrell. I'm going to give you my definition of why I think knives can be considered art. And I guess it's a different opinion. If, um, 
you know, if you're doing production knives and you're making 50, 70, 80, 100, maybe they don't feel like art to you, right? Or you're making the same knife over and over. But for me, and I'll be honest, I probably 70% of the, of the knives I make, I expect are sitting on a shelf. They are purchased to sit on a shelf and be admired. Okay. If someone is purchasing something from me to sit on a shelf to look at it, then I consider it art. They're sure. not buying. Of course, it's functional, but they're buying it because they like the look of it and they want to put it on a shelf and they want to look at it. Isn't well, that the definition of art? It's got copper in it, so it's not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a real knife. <laughs> it's not a real knife. Yeah. <laughs> what's, so what's your take on this? So I, my take is probably going to be a little, uh, okay. So be, as I've said before, making knives, uh, prior to this whole journey, like I had never really done anything with my hands created, you know, all this stuff. So, you know, I guess this question personally, uh, is probably near and dear to me because this is the first time in my entire life that I believe I've been able to express myself in a form of creating something, which I will choose to say art. Um, and however that is, right? I mean, the uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, all the, you know, all the whole cliche things. But, you know, do I think anything I'm making belongs in a museum? No. Do I believe that you know how much time it takes to actually learn a craft of art you know painting you know um it, it, all the you know the mainstream or or i say historically considered art type things you know taking nothing away from all the people that invest their lifelong you know <laughs> passions and creating and, and doing things but for me for this little simpleton um I do believe that knife making has allowed me to express myself um, in an artistic way, artisan, like uh, prior to 2021, that was not something I could say. I mean, um, for making things, I mean, I play music. I, I, you know, I've done different types of things, but this is the first time where I can pick something up and hand it or show and, you know, and express or see, you know, my work in it. So I think it is boom. <laughs> all right all right done that's that's my point because if and whether other people consider it an art you know maybe that doesn't matter maybe i Welcome. think it's art <laughs> but i think it's even it even trumps it if someone is buying what you think is art and they're buying it and putting it on a shelf and looking at it it's got to be art right isn't that the definition i should like look up the definition of art like what is it I almost intended to, but I figured that's stupid. That's like <laughs> research before you buy yeah, things. That's bullshit. Nobody yeah, does that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so we put you... that one to bed. Everyone else is wrong. We're right. Sure. I love that, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. the The other thing I was going to do, and I forgot, like in the in the vein of of doing research, is um, I was going to put together. Uh, because, and I'm sure, uh, Mr. Cag, owner Caglar and a bunch of the other guys in the Viking challenge, we can all relate to my next topic, which is 
YouTube comment of the week. And there are some, some, there's some doozies out there. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm not prepared enough to actually have written one down or taken a, sh- a screenshot of one, but um, <laughs> I know, but that we're going to do is a bit coming up. So I'm going to make sure every time I see one every week or, or even, even, you know, because all you people out here, out there, you know, all 12 of you that are listening, <laughs> if you do a dumb comment to a YouTuber, they might snap it. And use it against you later, because uh, I know in the in the Viking Challenge, all of us we have a channel that is basically we just post other people's dumb comments to us, uh, and then we all laugh at you. But uh, I'm sure no one listening to our podcast would ever do that. You never know. So I'll make that a bit next time. Of uh, I have an alias when I troll you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ass. That's oh. great. Yeah. No, yeah, those are those are awesome. Owner, he's I think the first time I, I came into I was listening to I think it was full blast, but he was talking about uh, they were talking about how he was roasting people for, you know, getting spark looking at the the welder through the camera. It's going to oh. blind you and shit like that. You know? <laughs> that that is actually one of my favorites of yeah. uh, uh, you, you almost blinded me because you showed uh, uh, yeah. someone welding on camera. Oh yeah, yeah, your knife sucks because it's got copper in it. It's structurally not sound, or you know, shit like uh, that. Yeah, I, I had one. I it's in Russian, and no offense to anyone's Russian, but uh, and I've heard this from other YouTubers. Maybe they're just upset over there. I don't get it. But anytime I see a comment that's in Russian, I always like tense up right before I hit the translate button because they're talking shit. Because a lot of times they're talking shit. Especially if it's a long one, because if it's more than 10 words, you know, it's one of those like 50, 50, 50, they're talking shit. That's great. I'm sorry, Tyrell. You're trash. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Man. So, yeah, we'll do uh, we'll do YouTube comment of the week next week. Nice. Oh, Um. What was I going to say? So I had a a instance where I had some, I had a customer that wanted redwood handles. So Mm -hmm. I went scouring, you know, doing some things and no names here. Um, But I ended up finding some stabilized redwood. Which looks which can look awesome like i've seen stabilized redwood that just looks spectacular i have not seen one so like this was the first time that i had you know i was like oh so the guy that i made it for was really wanted that's that's his thing redwood he is he falls redwood trees down and where he lives and he makes these really beautiful tables and um he supposedly has a bunch of it but um so i was like okay well let me try to find some and then he says eventually he wants to have like a set. So I was like, uh, that's going to be kind of stupid because then we would have to buy, you know, try to get them all to match. And I'm like, that's yeah, yeah, whatever. So anyways, I, I go around looking and um, I ended up settling for somebody that I had saw on the Internet. and was kind of not quite recommended, but so I, I bought some. And when I got them, these fucking things were like 
feathers. Like light is shit, you know. And again, no expert. You know, just got into the stabilized wood. You know, I guess I just got into everything. So whatever. So I won't use the handful of times I was really using uh, G10 a lot and uh, resins and things like that. Switched over to the wood and they're just awesome, right? A good stabilized handle. They're just gorgeous, right? And then now the louder they are, the better I think they are the more off the wall. Like, you know, like when I was buying a knife back in the day with, uh, you know, my EDCs and spider codes and shit like that, I would have never bought anything that had a, you know, super blue and, you know, or green or yellow. Like, and now I'm like, I don't even want to make a knife. That's not like off the wall, <laughs> like with a boring handle. Right. So anyways, you get this freaking stabilized redwood and it's, super light it's like nothing like the materials that i've seen i cut it in half um and opened it up and it's like you could feel it still looks porous it feels porous there's like pits in it so i was like you know i had to phone a couple friends this was a while ago too but um i reached out to to ryan from hustle and grind which hey guys by the way last week episode was fucking awesome like three of my favorite people just you know, hanging Going out, Brent. Yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it was really cool. And then I I finished the episode, and then I watched the after show or watched it, um, listened to it, and I was like, dude, that was even better. Like, I had to call Brent. And I'm like, hey, dude, get out of my fucking head. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything they were talking about, he, Brent's trying to get you know start to forge in, and all the questions he was asking, it was just it was super cool. So anyways, I I um reached out to Ryan the last week, and then. He's like, oh, yeah, let's try this, try that. So I did that. And then I ended up calling him on uh, Instagram today. And the and he answers. And he's got headphones on. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, yeah, hey, man, we're <laughs> recording the podcast. And I'm like, dude, you didn't have to answer me right now. You know, he's like, well, we're just doing the after show. But so I think I made a guest spot in the hustle and grind for a minute. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was, it was, I mean, I couldn't hear anybody or anything. But oh. uh, yeah, so we're going to try to let him uh do his thing and see if they can they're salvageable or not or if i'm just tripping and they're fine you know because i'm curious i'm losing you here i've heard I'm of not bad sure stabilized the, stuff but it's me or it's you i've never actually seen it and dennis is gone oh i'm back yeah i don't know what happened i just got dropped here that was awesome <laughs> i was getting ready to monologue so hard <laughs> Make up all kinds of shit. So oh, I, I, I miss. So what did Ryan? What did what did Ryan say about this stuff? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna send him the. I'm gonna send him the scales. He's gonna try to put them through his thing and see if they're salvageable or if you know if I'm tripping. If I don't just don't know what the fuck I'm talking about and they're fine. And uh, I'm just curious because you know, uh, I guess Here's if I my- cared, I would reach out and tell the people. You know, but I just I'm really not. Not about so. Here's that. my question on this. Like, let's say. And maybe you guys that know stabilization can answer this question. Use the new Instagram ali- alias uh, and tell us. Triple T podcast. Yeah. So let's say that you stabilize um, or, okay, you do a shitty job of stabili- stabilizing whatever, a piece of wood. So doesn't that mean that like the res, like if the resin is kind of half baked, but now, isn't that preventing, if you try to do it again, 
isn't that going to prevent new resin from getting into spaces because now you've blocked it off you follow what i'm saying yeah so i guess there's different methods there's one that's without the the vacuum pressure pot or something and and i guess there's one of the processes is prone to failures than the other Mm. you know um but again, I'm, I'm totally out of my helmet right but, now. So, but I would think once you do it once and fuck it up, like you're not going to have good success because you've kind of filled up all the surface, but not gotten anything in the interior. So now you, you're kind of screwed, aren't you? So Maybe like I this one, what I did was I put some uh, on, on a suggestion. I put some mineral oil on one side of it. I, I, I had already split it. So open it up. So I put some mineral oil on a couple spots to see if it sucked one, it up. Yeah, one spot did its thing, and then the rest of it just, just all gone. Just, just yeah, that's completely not absorbed it all. So maybe if they try, you know, if he tries it again, then we'll fill those spots and I see resist yeah, it. Right? Point. I don't know. Yeah, because I've seen, um, I think it's called redwood lace. I don't know if it's a burl, but redwood lace that's been stabilized. And it just looks like tiny little flames everywhere. And it looks really, really stellar. Um, like, I'd like to get some of that. Uh, yeah. So I, I might actually pick some up at Blade Show if I can find it. Um, and it looks really good. So it sucks that that didn't work out for you. Yeah. So and that shit, man. I just had a fucking, another set of scales completely warp on me. Like. Stabilized? Stabilized, yeah. It was weird. I don't, uh, they, it must've just happened recently, but they, I had glued liners on and they were kind of just sitting cause you know, wow. <laughs> they, they had liners on them sit. too. They had liners on them and they, wow. were, they were mated together. And then when I uh, was talking to a buddy, I was showing him the, the wave cutters. Well, they were mating. That's why. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were done is that what you're saying they were mating that's what i said someone rolled over <laughs> but uh, uh okay. yeah it's that's a trip it. dude they oh, i'm with you <laughs> uh, uh that's bizarre uh you should yeah. start buying wood at a at a creditable place instead of <laughs> like what's all this half stabilization in the stuff you have i don't fucking know Man. But I think I, I don't know. Uh, I'll I'm working with that one on on the on the supplier there. But yeah, so it was kind of weird. Um, yeah. but the the wave cutter. Oh yeah, show sure. it all. I got it all glued up. Nice. Look at that side, dude. That's some snazzy uh, snazzy scales. You guys can't see them, but they are. A swirly white and blue, multicolor white and blue, multi blue. The multi, there's multiple colors of blue in there, right? Plus white. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's really it looks freaky. like water. It's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, they're from. Very cool. I got them at uh, from Lawrence at Maritime, and they're they're voodoo resin. They're fucking so so nice, dude. Um, I got it glued up, and I guess I'm out of practice on the glue up because I. Uh, I swear, I was meticulously lazy. I guess because <laughs> I did not clean it up as good as I thought I did. Um, oh no, we got some all, leakage. Yeah, and then I'm gonna do a video on it because I'm I, I I'm in trouble because I somebody told me about 
putting the knife in a in a small vice like this mm-hmm. when you're doing the glue up. So it's mm-hmm. like a, another hand, you know, so you can kind mm-hmm. of made up and use both your hands. And I did that and did the whole thing. Took him inside, put him on a table. I put the fucking a towel under it because I had done this on our granite table uh, on the kitchen <laughs> island, and I didn't put anything under, and I, I leaked epoxy all on there. Um, thankfully, that just came right up, but this was on a wood table, and I missed the table the the underneath the uh, paper towel by about three inches, the drip off. I had this nice <laughs> fucking big pile that when I woke up this morning of hardened, you know, epoxy on there. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's going to uh, kill on me. An, on a nice wooden table. Yeah. Mrs. Echoblaze is going to have my ass. Oh, she doesn't know yet. <laughs> she does now, but cause she's like, just don't, don't mess with it. And then I, I took my thicker clipper and I kind of tried to like, just get oh, the top. And it just fucking <laughs> like it was so fuck. It just sprung. It just came loose, and just, there's I have a fucking circle size like this uh, of some scratch paint looking right in the middle oh, of this table. So someone's refinishing a table in their future. That's all I heard. Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm so busted. And there's a real shitty table right next to it, but I didn't put it on it. <laughs> You know, like you know, one of the you fold up ones. You should go to Walmart and invest in those five ninety nine craft things that you put shit on. You know, they got like checkerboard. You know, they're like I six have two blocks. of them. They're in the shop though. I take the knives in in the house. Take the tab the plate with you. Well, there's shit on it, Dennis. Fuck. <laughs> we all don't have empty benches. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, you can't all be as organized. <laughs> I am not. That's for sure. But yeah, I'm. I yeah. Fuck. In trouble. Oh man, I can tear I, the garage up all I want, but inside here is her, her domain. My wife, you know, my wife yells at me every single time because I have a sink in the garage, right? That looks like death warmed over because it's full of good description grinding dust and water, which is now looks like rust. So I don't like washing my hands out there because it's disgusting and you can't see anything. And then I go in the house and I wash my hands in the sink. And then every day my wife yells at me and says, stop white washing your hands in the sink because everything gets coated in black goo that's sitting in the sink. So I feel you. Yeah. Well, this isn't coming off. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> Is she listening? Uh, I doubt it, but <laughs> I'll tell uh, her. Yeah, I don't think Kim's listening to uh, this podcast, but sorry, honey. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm stoked. I, I routed the handles. That is a fucking. I just got to sand it now, so we're we're in the home stretch. Sand. How it. does the? So it's basically it's like an like voodoo residence, basically an epoxy, right? Like it's not a it's not curanite or anything bullshit like that, right? No. Yeah. It's yeah, just okay. it's an epoxy so rat- resin skin. Rat- yeah. So it it routers no problem. It it routered beautifully. Because yeah. I think and, if you uh, did that with Kieranite or something like that, you'd have chips flying across the room. That's funny you said that, because uh <clears throat> I'm not gonna remember the name of it now. Lynn had just bought me some um scales for uh Valentine's Day. They came a little late, so I just got them. 
and um, God dang it, I cannot remember the name of them. But I used them on her knife. Uh, the Rafir stuff? Squirrel. No. I just, and I brought the freaking paper because I wanted to talk about it. Um, but well, there you're are all resin. kinds of organized today, aren't you? Um, it's every day. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> this isn't a, a new thing. But um, yeah, they're really cool. They they finish really, really good too. But um, like the Kira Knight and those style things, like I think they look awesome, but I'm not ever going to sell an eye for that's going to be used in some kind of you know yeah anything other it, than a kitchen because i hear you look at it wrong real. and it, you, you certainly don't ever drop the knife or anything like that yeah. i don't get that vibe from this at all this, yeah these that's are, good well it's resin it should different. be fine yeah it looks killer i love it yeah i can't wait so so i buffed the uh i finished the fronts that's still my favorite part of knife making i think right now like because part of the thing is you know making the knife doing everything but like you know obviously every knife needs to be matched with a handle right and Mm -hmm. another expression of art is you know how you choose to you know the color scheme and what you want to do but you never i never i never get tired of going you know with the jaw dropping once you buff it and like when you see it for the first time dude it is just fucking mwah I saw it today. I was so uh, for for Blanca, the the woman who did her knife today. I, I and I usually pick out the scales just so I can pre-do them, pre-surface right. them, and all that shit. Just because it takes forever sometimes. Um, so I chose to use Brazilian ebony. Okay. Um, it's really beautiful wood. It's like kind of brown and dark tones and stripes and and I had never cut into this piece of Brazilian ebony. Um. To make the scale, but you can't really see it on the scales. And then, uh, and I'm telling Blanca, like, wait till you buff it. She's hand sanding it. And it looks nice. And I'm telling her, wait till you buff it. And then she buffs it. And I hear that, you know, like you said, the jaw dropping thing that, ooh, when, uh, when she starts buffing it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. It looks gorgeous. So uh, I feel you. It is my favorite part as well when you buff that knife and or or you do the you do the mineral oil reveal on it and uh you know that that is definitely the most rewarding part for sure yeah that and the and the damascus edge reveal i mean yeah i probably am guilty of over etching those things because i just love that part (laughs) so if i could do it with handles i would they are called polyester you got an old sweater an old polyester sweater i can't and and i'll I'll show them to you next time i'll I'll bring some but uh yeah i don't know where she gets them from someplace on etsy or something so like i said they're cool to look at and they're really awesome when you when you finish them out but um nothing other than something that's going to be used gently nice um but what color yeah they're they're all kinds the copper blue black and copper um it's like a peacock kind of color the of their feather pattern all that stuff so that's cool but i'm fired up this is almost done i'm moving on i did some grinding on another um knife that i had done i the legs came in for the um the viper chair the the new ones so right right put, put that together today uh and that's perfect so the height on it uh 
It's about two inches shorter than the lowest. The max height is two inches shorter than the the lowest setting on the other chair, and it's perfect. So I can go. Um, was it too high before? Yeah. So it was oh. bottomed out. It was twenty seven inches, and that was putting me up. Like I couldn't even wheel up under my desk. So okay. for a couple of things in the shop, I have some higher benches, but I just fucking stand, you know, for all the shit that I want to do, the hand sanding and, you know, whatever else on my little workbench there. This this is, is great. And that extra fucking white ass is <laughs> just the business. <laughs> Sidecars. I do not regret that at all. <laughs> I looked down and I was like, I still got some room to grow, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah cool yeah so, so your triple t great show again good i loved good. it yeah this is the foraging episode that's correct um yeah so <laughs> i was i was really honestly when i was thinking about doing the show i was really debating do i want to use just a piece of stock. I had literally had a stock piece of ADCR V2 in my hand. And I thought, yeah, I should use this. And then I thought, well, it's probably not a beginner, total beginner steel, just because of the, the decarb potential for ADCR V2 and the heat treat and all that stuff. And I figured let's pick something, even though I hate it, I hate doing it because it's leaf spring. It takes forever. Um, Let's pick something that a lot of people have or have access to and is easy to heat treat. So that was my, my theory. But of course I had to, you know, it's like over three eighths thick leaf spring that I've got a hand hammer now. <laughs> so I was not, a not a happy camper doing that, but uh, I got it done. Yeah. So I thought that stuff was I mean, it's great. It's good. It's good steel. But um, my buddy's a uh, drives a big rig, and he changed the springs out. Oh, on those are on like half truck. inch thick. <laughs> oh fuck! They're three inches wide and about a half inch thick. Yeah. And I have two full setups, dude. Like I have enough of that shit that I'll, I'll never use it all. And then I was trying to tell I was telling Lawrence about it when we were in uh, Maker's Camp a few years ago, and He's like, yeah, no, why don't you just use some 1080? It moves a lot better. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, ah, fuck that. I had never forged. I'd never hit anything before. And then now I'm struggling with the 1080. So uh, I believe you, Lawrence. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. I had, I had, um, um, my buddy Justin changed the leaf springs on his truck. And this is like, you know, whatever it is. Uh, I don't remember what it's tried, a big Dodge truck or something like that, but pretty big leaf springs. And at that point, I already had a full set of leaf springs. So I ended up giving away two. I just posted something on the NorCal knife makers group saying, hey, anybody want leaf springs? I have two full sets of leaf springs. And uh, someone came and got them. I free, forget who it was, but I'm like, take them. You can have them. <laughs> I, I still have probably, I don't know. 24 inches of little pieces of leaf spring that I'll use on occasion, but not very often. Yeah. I, I kept them cause eventually I'll, I'll finish the, the press, but I figured that would be 
projects for that just to yeah. <laughs> move it with the press you know yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's good for things like um you know you just need a hardened piece of steel like you you i'm once made um um shit um why am i spacing on the name um fucking you, you lock your help. knife in it in uh um to do the fi- file guard file 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 guide? Uh, file guide. Thank you. Jeez, there's some brain fart. Um, I made a file guide out of 5160. So at least I had mm-hmm. a hardened file guide long mm-hmm. ago before I bought one. But uh, they're good for stuff like that or for hardy tools and stuff like if you have a big enough piece. Yeah. I got to yeah. redo that piece on my um, on the Miami Vice. Oh, the, the spring. The spring. I've, I've used exactly that. I've used a piece of 5160 yeah. to replace the spring on mine. Yeah. So, yeah, they're good for that. that. When I yeah. get my induction forge, I'll do that. Yeah. Actually, a local guy. Um, now I forget. <laughs> People send me stuff all the time, and then I, I put it on the shelf, and then I forget who said I really need to, like, take a little note and tape it to those things because I forget who gave it to me. But someone gave me, for all you people that watch Gold Rush, like the show, okay. TV show Gold Rush, sent me a piece of spring from one of those shaker decks. And oh, okay. when you watch the show, you don't realize how big the fucking springs are on those things. That piece, and it's, it, you can tell it's been torched off. Um, it's probably three inches long and two inches thick. Wow. No, I, it's got to be two and a half inches thick. <laughs> like those springs are massive. So it's a piece of 5160. At least he told me it's 5160 from a shaker deck from a, a gold, you know, a gold uh, recovery. Well, if he machine. told you it's true, damn it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd be, I'm actually worried about the whole section that's been then cut with a cutoff torch because probably all the carbon's been burned out of that part of it. Um, so I don't know how much of it's usable steel, but it's not like I need, maybe I'll make a hardy tool or something out of it, but who knows? But, um, yeah, the triple T was fun. Um, um, you know, I, I honestly, I, I don't spend enough time forging at the anvil. I'm really thankful that I'm doing these intro knife making classes because even yesterday I got to forge a knife, you know, beginning to end this time forged in the bevels and, you know, put some more time into it besides just forging the profile. But um, it was good to practice. I mean, I had a good time. So I I like the classes for that because, you know, I like to demo what I'm doing and not just tell people hit here, hit there. A lot of people learn by watching. So I like to demo, you know, what they, what they're doing kind of thing. No, a hundred percent. That's my, my thing. I've, hands-on just visually seeing is is super helpful for me so that's cool yeah but now i got more more knives than i half made knives than i know what to do with hey you're in my shop now yeah i know right (laughs) so we'll uh i'll get them done speaking of forging i got a shipping notification that my a hundred dollar dog head it should be here tomorrow i'm fired up from that from gnome gnome forge all right, so that's going to give you some incentive to get that induction forge all uh, ready. 
I don't I don't need any more incentive because I have this spinny hammer holder of awesomeness. Oh. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> that I just keep walking by and spinning and going, one day, sexies, we'll get after you. One day. Uh, we should play a game. We'll, we'll use it like one of those uh, spinning wheels. You got to spin yeah. it and then, you know, pick the hammer. And uh, that's what you got to use this heat. You know? I think with this hammer, all of the uh, the end pieces will have the the I, the good hammers my two clip duftons the uh the norwood um my two gnome hammer forged uh it's getting good <clears throat> i remember talking to somebody when i was first thinking about this uh, a while ago and i'm like hey i need a recommendation on a hammer and i think about it now <clears throat> and their reply was just like well <laughs> just one <laughs> like you know that shit to, uh, all of a sudden you just acquire them you know and then this guy's selling them for 100 bucks and I, I told somebody that i'm like yeah my new my new hammer they're like do you really need another one i'm like yeah it was only 100 bucks and he's like only 100 bucks like <laughs> i was like all right touche i get it the hey that's for more fuck you that, that, that's like asking a guy who likes fishing like do you really need another fishing rod fuck yeah i do of course you do yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, I've used man. them all sporadically, but yeah, it's, it's going down. So, <clears throat> um, I got a question for you. Oh, oh good. No, 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 you, you, you go. Mine's a big no. thing. I don't want to make a big deal out of it, so I'm going to answer your question first. <laughs> well, mine was kind of a segue, so uh, you go uh, ahead. Okay. So, speaking of hammers, okay, and maybe I'm, you know, we don't actually have all the paperwork signed and blah blah blah, but I'm going to announce it anyway. Uh, I am thrilled. And crazy surprised that we have our first sponsor for the podcast, which is like blowing my head off. I can't believe anyone would want to sponsor this podcast after only four episodes. But Buddy Frank, Frank Machado at Two Bastards, uh, Smithy. If you don't know Frank, um, Frank is a hammer maker extraordinaire. I met Frank. Um, last, actually this weekend, last year, a year ago ago at Blade, Texas, and, uh, he was walking around wearing a kilt, had like 10 hammers around his waist, was kind of wondering what was holding up his kilt, but, (laughs) 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 but, uh, (laughs) um, my buddy Chad goes, oh, yeah, you got to meet him. So he introduces us. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I need, I want a straight peen hammer. So I say to Frank, you know, you know, give me your card. <laughs> Jared's still laughing at you. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm good. So I, I get his card, whatever, reach out. So whatever. Get to know Frank. He makes a ton of hammers. Frank makes hundreds of hammers a year. Um, he loves doing restorations on hammers. He is just a hammer fanatic. And my go-to hammer now is the straight peen that I got from Frank last year. So Frank reached out to me, wanted to sponsor the show. Um, and I warned him, I said, hey, maybe you want to do a short, you know, short contract, make sure you're getting value or getting value, like whatever. So, uh, geez, we talked on the phone for, I think, an hour and a half the other night. 
just shooting the shit. He was, it was the night before they were heading to, uh, to Blade, Texas the next morning. So, um, uh, yeah, so they're going to sponsor the show, which I think is great. You'll start to hear reads, not, we're not reads. We're going to do them live. We got one sponsor. I, th- I don't think we need to pre-record stuff. We're just going to talk about them. But if you need a hammer, um, check out uh, Two Bastards uh, Smithy. I, I, I kind of, I, I actually got to figure out the exact name. I keep calling it Two Bastards Smithing, but uh, that might not be the exact name. So, Frank, I apologize. I'll get the exact name, but he's going to give me the details and reads and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, happy to have a sponsor. I think that's pretty cool. That's amazing. Thank you, yeah. Frank. Yeah. Awesome. Blows me away. Welcome aboard. Right. The so, small ship. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I wouldn't take a sponsor of something that I don't believe in. So I've been using this hammer going on probably about 10 months now. Love it. It's the one in the video that you saw, the Triple T video. The only hammer I used in that video is that straight peen hammer because I love it so much. It hits so well. I have used it myself. Yeah. The straight peen is awesome. A, st- a straight peen is the cat's ass. Yeah. Not to be Guess, confused. Is that a thing? <laughs> is a cat's ass good, Dennis? The fuck is a cat's ass? I guess that's a Canadian thing. That's actually good. Being the cat's ass. That's a good thing. Okay. So it's yeah. the shiznit. It's yeah. good. It's, it's dope. Cana- it's awesome. It's badass. Maybe it's, it's a cat's the, ass. The Canadian version is called the cat's ass. Yeah. It's the cat's ass. Oh, that's awesome. Come on, my Canadian friends, back me up. It's the cat's ass. It's a good thing. I man. need to hear if this is a real fucking thing because <laughs> I'm not wowed. I'm meowed by the fucking cat's ass. <laughs> the fuck out of here <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. yeah oh. straight so, yeah, are awesome <laughs> not in a sexual way <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say anything about that i'm just saying good <laughs> cat's ass I'm, not, just, I'm, still, I'm still having a problem with it oh, oh man okay so what was your question you were going to ask another question and you're going to do a segue so i interrupted your big moment no it, it's hold on here now nah, i think we're we're good we'll save that one for next time it was kind of a something that i can get you to expound on but we'll let that go i think that's great news frank thank you happy awesome grateful Everybody that's been uh, on our side, supporting, doing their thing. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Um, and yeah. there we go. Dude, I tell you, coming from, you know, the YouTube world and the, um, you know, Instagram that I'm used to, like, I know those things. And coming to this medium, the one thing that uh, is different about podcasting that I'm noticing, there's... I, I'm not getting that instant, like, are people receiving this? Like, I don't, I yeah. don't have that. Like when I post a video, I can see the views. I can see, yeah, I know I can go get the, you know, I got to go look in multiple places to get the count of the downloads. And, but it's not like I'm seeing comments and I'm getting things on my phone that are pushed to me about how, so I'm not getting the feedback that I'm used to. So I'm like, we're throwing these episodes out into the ether. I have no idea if people are listening to them, but I Dude, guess they are. 
we 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 stop <laughs> we go about our business and i'll spend the next couple of days ah that was fucking trash everyone <laughs> is going to hate that <laughs> and my self-doubt negative talk my blue dog red dog whatever good angel bad that guy's just like meh, 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 meh. so i'm with you dude it's a trip and I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get to do my welcome to the Triple T podcast. And this episode is sponsored by nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Just you, the you, kindness of our hearts. You had four episodes to do that. You're it's over. Well, I didn't want to be like, hey, look at us. You know, but <laughs> fuck, man. I totally missed that. So that that's what it was, guys. It, it was supposed to be funny. Oh, it was yeah. cat's ass, dude. <laughs> The cat's ass. See, you should go Google the cat's ass. No, I'm just going to use it forever now. <laughs> so Welcome to the cat's I'll, ass. I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell you a story. So my uh, my um, ex-wife's sister okay, is telling this story about her boyfriend at the time, I guess their landlord that was some Indian guy. And... Um, he, uh, they were telling him like they were late for the rent or whatever, or something. I forget what this, what the issue was. And, uh, Ryan, the guy goes, well, aren't you just the cat's ass? And the guy goes, I am not the cat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I hear the cat's ass, I could just hear that guy go, I am not the cat's ass. <laughs> That's awesome. Cause I would be offended too. Cause I don't fucking get it, but whatever. <laughs> Oh, well, Those people that go to the snow just aren't right. Yeah, that. well, you you can't be helped. Uh, I don't know what to what know. to say. It's true. I'm, I'm helpless. <laughs> well, by the way, we now have the title of this episode: "The Cat's Ass." Damn right. I don't have to get that text now. This is great. <laughs> All right. With that, I think we're going to close it off. You ready to dance? Awesome. You ready to I'm dance? I'm already dancing right now. Okay, dance. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. It's not playing in my ear. What? Get out. I swear. Oh, well, it's over. Bye, folks. That's a wrap.